Welcome back to another episode of the Couples Healing Podcast. If you didn't catch the last one, you definitely want to go back and check out Jeff's episode because he broke down one of the most powerful exercises that you can implement right away to start to rebuild trust back in the relationship. Okay, are you ready for episode number two? The therapist that I'm going to be speaking with today has had an impact on thousands of people's lives through his work, so I'm so excited to have him on right now. So many couples are looking for a path forward after there has been damage done by pornography addiction. After working with hundreds of couples as a therapist, I want you to know that there is hope for you. Hope for your relationship to become stronger, to rebuild the trust and the connection, and to rid the addiction from your lives permanently. And in this podcast, I'll be sharing with you the tools and the strategies that you need to heal both individually and in your relationship. My name is Sam Tielemans, and welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Couples Healing Podcast. Today we have a very special guest and I'm honored to have him on the podcast. He's a licensed marriage and family therapist and he's had an influence on thousands and thousands of people through his workshops, his programs, the therapy that he does with the people at his clinic. I remember years ago listening to him speak at a conference and I was blown away by how excellent the content was and how practical the advice and the steps were that he was teaching people. And so all these years later, when I decided to do a podcast, I knew that I had to have him on. He's the owner and clinical director of SELA Health with five locations across Utah and Nevada, and they specialize in working with couples and individuals struggling to overcome and heal after a pornography addiction. He's got his first book coming out soon, and he's a husband and a father of five, and I'm really excited to introduce and have on the show Dr. Adam Moore. Thank you, Adam, so much for being with me on the podcast today. I am super happy to be here, man. I appreciate the invite. So Yes, of course. So you've had such a powerful impact on so many people already, and there's so much more that they can learn as they listen to you. So I've been looking forward to having you on the show. And so for those who are maybe not as familiar with you or your work, would you mind just sharing a bit about yourself and who you are and the work that you do do with individuals and couples? Yeah, sure. So I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and uh, I do indeed have a PhD. Actually, my, my original career goal was to be a university professor. But uh, I'm, I'm glad it didn't pan out for me because it turns out I absolutely love clinical work and I love training. And so now I've got 21 therapists that work for me. You can believe wow. It. wow, that's and, awesome. And uh, I spend most of my time do, doing administrative work, training, supervision, and uh, creating content. Uh, and actually, one of my colleagues, Dan Solon, and I, we just developed a new uh, clinical treatment model for compulsive sexual behaviors called ARM5 or Adaptive Recovery Model with five phases. So I'm super busy and life's chaotic, but uh, I love this Mm -hmm. community and I'm happy to be working with everybody. Thank you. That's super exciting. I'll definitely want to hear more about the model that you're using. I'm sure it's going to help a lot of different people. And so um, I know that there are so many people who are out there who are trying to figure this out on their own. And Oftentimes, after the discovery of an addiction, the wife will look up things online, and so will the husband. They'll try to understand the problem in the first place. So having a resource where people can go to is just so important. And so what I wanted to ask you, given that as a backdrop, that so many people are trying to figure this out on their own, and they fall back into old patterns, and they get overwhelmed, and there's conflicting information out there. And sometimes people literally will spin their wheels for decades And so my question to you is, what would you say is one of the biggest things that people miss in their process of trying to heal, which can make it so much more difficult for them to move forward and actually find hope? Right. 
I think one of the biggest things that happens for people is they get stuck in one particular sort of phase of their personal development of their healing process. And they don't even realize that there is other work to do. And so where I see most people getting stuck is actually after they've sort of figured out how to uh, kick the porn habit to the curb, it's really not featuring that much in life anymore, or it's there just sort of like the, the nasty demon in the closet waiting to come out and grab people at night or whatever it is. Uh, and, and they spend basically all of their time and energy trying to keep it at bay. It's like, all right, if I can just be super hyper vigilant all the time and, you know, have all my boundaries and my bottom lines and all of my rules about how I access the internet and my phone and all that, then I'll stay sexually sober. And then, you know, it's like that maybe the guy's thinking this, I'll keep my wife out of trauma. You know, I'll tell her every time I have a trigger, every time I feel any kind of, you know, impulse or anything. And, and the wife's like, okay, I have all my tools I need to be able to manage my trauma symptoms, my panic, those moments where I think everything's fine. That must mean something's wrong. You know, she has all of those tools in place. And then the couple, it's like they develop this identity. We are a recovery couple. Sometimes people even self-identify. I'm a, I'm a recovering porn addict. And the wife's like, I'm the wife of a recovering porn addict. They get stuck in that pattern. And they never know how to escape from that onto another part of life. I think that's where most couples get stuck. I think that's such a common place, especially for people who have been in this process for a long time. I, I agree 100% with what you said. I think so many people do identify with their addiction, with their trauma. Right. And what I find is that when people do that, it almost is like this glass ceiling where they're always going to be thinking about it in the relationship. It's always a thing. It's always something that they, like you said, have to keep at bay. And when they put that glass ceiling on themselves, it's almost like it, it, it makes it so much difficult, so much more difficult for them to truly move forward and leave it in the past after they do the work to put it behind them. Right. Yeah. So I'll tell you what I see in therapy as far as like what couples can do to shoot past that, to move beyond that. If you're sitting in a trench in World War I and there's bullets flying over your head constantly, you're in vigilance mode, which is I'm just trying to get, not get my head shot off, right? I got to keep my head down. I got to try to watch out. But eventually, if the bullets stop flying and there's a period of time when it's just quiet, at some point you're going to go, you know what? Maybe they all went home. Man. Maybe, maybe the war is over. I just didn't know. And as soon as you stick your head up, you're going to get your face shot off, right? And, and so eventually, if you're in a perpetual vigilance mindset, you never actually get anywhere. Your entire life is just trying to avoid problems. So what I see couples doing that really makes a difference for their long-term recovery is to shift into uh, what's called an eagerness mindset. So instead of trying to avoid problems, they go, okay, we're generally managing pretty well. What do we actually want to be? What do we want to become? What do we want out of life? How do we go after the goals that we're seeking? Whether that's becoming a certain version of yourself or creating a dynamic in your relationship that you've never had, building something together, that type of eagerness mindset is where people can really flourish and create a new identity, both individually and as a couple. And it really just can't be done 
until you've buckled down and gotten the, the vigilance figured out. And then you've got a little bit of space to do the work. Most couples who get stuck don't recognize that there actually is a completely different mindset to go beyond just we're in recovery and hopefully nothing bad happens. And I think that's such an important message of hope for the people that are listening to know that life can be different after addiction. Adam, it's been awesome to have you here. I would love to have you back. I want to go deeper in another interview here. But for the meantime, if for those who are listening want to get to know you more or get some access to resources that you provide or learn more about you, where's the best place that they can find you? Perfect. So I do have a podcast. It's called Pocket Therapist. And I I essentially talk about whatever mental health topics I feel excited or interested in. So it's kind of all over the map. It's kind of fun. Um, And then I post quite a bit on my Instagram, Dr. Adam Moore. So just Dr. Adam Moore. And uh, those are probably the two best places. But we also have clinics in Utah, Nevada, under Utah Valley Counseling uh, in Utah County, Alliant Counseling in St. George, Utah. And then we have Las Vegas Counseling. So if people need help in either of those states, we are available. Love it. Adam, thank you again so much for being on here. I definitely want to have you back so we can go deeper. But I very much appreciate the time you've given us tonight. Sounds good, man. Thank you. We've got another episode lined up with Adam, which is awesome. So make sure that you subscribe so you can hear that one and future episodes with others. And make sure that you tune in right now to this next episode because this guest has been in the trenches and has come through on the other side in her own healing journey, both stronger, happier, and more connected to her husband. So you don't want to miss this episode as she shares with you a golden nugget, the thing that tremendously helped her and her husband to become as close as they are today after all of the damage and the pain that they went through. So you do not want to miss this one. Wait, before you go, I want to tell you about the free course that I'm offering my podcast listeners. So make sure you go to coupleshealing.org to get access to it for free and start the process of healing on a deep level for him and the addiction, for her with the trauma it's created, and for the relationship so you can know how to become stronger as you move forward on your journey. I hope to see you in there.